Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing names. something to tell us a little story to tell us about names yeah there was an interest there was a fun story uh in the bbc uh, a few months ago um about um men taking on the name of their wife when when they were married um like hilda uh, Linus, for example yeah well not as their first name but taking on their wife's surname so the men would essentially have a maiden name um uh so it's uh it seems fairly uncontroversial to us sort of educated middle class London types, but apparently No, it sounds preposterous. A lot of people it's it's yeah, quite that, what is it apart from being an affectation? That's all it can be. Well no, I mean the the, the, the there was the, the story had uh two people who wrote in uh, in response to another story and they, they made So what the was the out. original story? Can you I mean I can't remember what the original story was, but the, the the story that I'm referring to is there were a couple of stories where people had written in and, and described their experience, why they did it and problems that they'd had um as a result. Uh, uh and and uh, they, they the reasons are sound. You know, they they took their their name because their wife uh was an only child and so the name would die out so just out, out of affection and for uh, and continuing that name then they they chose to take it um just rational reasons why why does one name why why should one name have any more prevalence over the other um but yeah the story is all full of full of positive things like they they relished in rally sort of recoiling against the man by waiting for the being delighted to Put, take a mail and fill out the maiden name box because they knew that would in some way confuse the system um, yeah they're doing it to make a point basically <laughs> no no i don't think that's the that's, well i, th- I maybe, think it wasn't but... in, in one of the instances wasn't wasn't the name actually quite a rare name that was sort of in danger of of yeah, dying I think out it was just a rare south african well, name just give, so give, were... well, you could give that name to your children without and bypass take get, get rid of the middleman and not not bother changing your own name that's a good point. You're only do- you're, people who are doing this are doing it to make a point, and I, I've got no problem with that. But let's just be honest about it. They're doing it to make a point. Well, that may be. But anyway, can that's you? Not what, so, but what? But what was interesting I found in the stories was that um, the problems that they faced. So the, the, there was there was one of the, one of the chaps was a, a he was a uh, he managed various portfolios in terms of property, and his boss sort of almost demanded that he reverse this decision um uh, so or massively overstepping the market in terms of employer as an employer but but saying you know you should have consulted me first before you change your name because all your clients know you as this one thing and actually i think if you spoke to most of the clients they probably get it right they probably understand um we're gonna have to change the name of the company now from smith and westerby to zagosian and westerby (laughs) well (laughs) it's a big cost in terms of the stationery but um, so I mean, look. So there was this sort of negative reaction from the boss, and were there other negative reactions? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. So they, so there was uh, from one of the chaps from one of his families. They they felt betrayed. They felt they felt this just 
this was a terrible slight um, on 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 them that they that uh, one of their offspring had uh, chosen to ditch their name in favour of another. Um, so yeah, we, so, but 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 why lighten up, guys? I mean, what's wrong? Um, it's only a name. So yeah, I've got quite strong feelings about this, actually, surprisingly so. But yeah, what do we think, chaps? Well, well, I mean, I was going to say that uh, you know it begs the question why. Why do married couples have the same name in the in the first place? And I think there is there is value uh, in terms of the information you're giving to other people. There is value in a family unit having the same surname. So I can see why that convention uh, applies, regardless of gender. Um, and the uh, you know it, what it does is it effectively then when you have children you know it it sort of informs everyone that you're part of this same family family unit and if you want to signal that to other people then uh, then that's a valuable um thing to do but i think you know there are obviously going to be interesting issues coming up uh you know now as we get more and more same-sex marriages uh you know if if there is um because obviously uh, y- there's no particular reason why uh it should be the you know um Tradition should state that it should be the man's name that gets gets taken, uh, but you know you need some way of deciding. You can't continue double barreling names, for example. You know that only works for one for one generation. Although what I, I what did, do you what do you do get, after? I did get thinking that would be quite a fun way of tracing genealogy, and you get you know two you get uh, two to the power of number of generations length of name. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you, you retain all information about. If about. only there was some way to unambiguously uh, tell someone's lineage, for example, by testing something physical about them. But uh, you know that will just have to remain yeah. an impossible dream. Yeah, I mean, given that, given that we have uh, you know DNA, why does it bother people so much uh, about what names their kids have? And I say that as someone who who it does bother, like the fact that my kids have my name. Because um, I'm an only child, and I come from a my the next generation up. There's four of them, and I'm the only child produced out of that four uh, brothers and sisters. And so, you know, I feel like it's great that that my name carries on. Um, kids care about names. They talk about a lot about you know the fact that uh, I've got a different name to my partner, and you know that they're they're sort of one or the other, or are they both? And they obviously it is a key thing, you know, for us to 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 get worked up about. But I can't think of any any reason why. There's no well, really good I, I, reason. I, I suppose, I suppose it becomes uh, relevant to your identity. So your your name becomes relevant to your identity, and the the reason for that is probably because it is some signal of of um, of information about about yourself. So if you you know if you value. Um, where you where you come from and if you value you know who your who your sort of ancestors are and so on then and that becomes part of your identity oh I'm a person from this you know this place and uh, of this you know particular group then name is 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 part of that because it it carries some of that that information I think you know this is really a, a, a um an issue about the roles that names play in in um divulging information yeah and i think it's interesting that we have the 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 bit you can't change and the bit you can change that's a really good compromise actually so you have your family name which you can't change unless you're going to be uh you know going to going to really go out on a limb and that gives information that that about your heritage and your cultural background potentially and various other things and then you have 
the short-term bit, which is what your parents chose to call you, which tells you a huge amount about them and about the kind of culture that you come from, um, you know, and about your social status, probably about your income. It tells you lots of information, your name. It's, it's, al- it's almost, um, you know, it's almost analogous to uh, your sort of, um, you know, part of it being... Uh, us as individuals being formed by our choices and the environment we, you know, exist in and our genetic inheritance. The, the, the name sort of, you know, the 50-50 element of it almost uh, almost sort of mirrors that. I mean, sorry, I was just sitting here thinking about our names. I mean, you three have got really sort of, and I guess what you can t- tell about someone from their name, as you were saying, from their first name. So we've got Peter, Nick and Chris just very kind of solid traditional um names and you kind of look like one would imagine a, a, a peter chris and nick to look like barely distinguishable from one another yeah I mean, but that's but that's the white, thing right middle so, class middle-aged i mean exactly you know. and and you know so uh a name when you hear somebody's name when you know for the first time you form a you form a picture of them in your mind, and that's that's you know there's nothing doing that other than the information carried within you know those words that form form their name, and you know that can that can be useful to us, right? So we're like, oh, okay, uh, you know this person's male, you know if they've got a male name, uh, and you know I know roughly what kind of person I'm I'm going to be meeting, so how that's that's useful for how, how old yeah. they are, all that kind of stuff. But it can also obviously be bad. So you know I mean there've been there've been um, um, several documented studies showing um, that uh, particular, you know, names associated with particular um, ethnic groups are less likely to be called forward for job interviews from identical CVs, but one with a, you know, perhaps an African American name and one with um, a um, uh, a white sounding name. And that, you know, these studies have been have been carried out in the U.S. and and have documented that effect. So you know, they can obviously it can obviously be um, valuable, but it can also play into bias and prejudice. Yeah, I mean, because there is this school of thought that says, well, why do, uh, you know, African-Americans use these distinctive sort of forms of names when they could, you know, when they could choose sort of white sounding names and that would give their kids a leg up? And then, well, the answer is that... A lot of naturalized sort of East Southeast Asian um, people do that. So I know a number of people from school and university who are of Chinese or Korean descent and they've got very Anglo-Saxon names like Mary and, and Joe. Yeah. And- but, but, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, that, that's, that's one possible response, but my, you know, my reaction would be, well, if I discovered that people with German sounding names were more successful, would that incentivize me to call my kids Hans and Friedrich? Well, it would feel wrong to do that. You know, that this is, it clearly is, uh, important to us not just to choose names that are going to be successful but choose names that are going to be in some way reflect us um you know which which are going to respect our own uh heritage yeah, and, so, you and, know, and, and but, you know the the reactions you um were talking about in those cases where people were sort of not disowned by their family but 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 certainly you know um slightly ostracized by their family for ditching their own name against convention uh, shows that names are an emotive thing and you don't you know you don't necessarily own your own name you know it's um uh, it's shared by you know a surname is shared by those who um 
who who also have have the name. But I think it also demonstrates the sort of the essentially we're talking about sort of cultural norms here, and just how emotionally attached within a culture we are to the idea that a man keeps his name when he marries. Yeah. And just just how uncomfortable it is for everyone else or anyone else. I mean, if I was working with a person who did that, I would I would feel very odd about it. I wouldn't go into I wouldn't go and tell them to change their name, but I would find it really strange. You um, gossip about them around the coffee. I machine. definitely would. Definitely. I would I would harbour the suspicion that they would be divorced a year later and he would be stuck with having to go, <laughs> having to, go back to changing his name back. But yeah. I mean, this you know this this it's, and I can see why this is a. Um, you know, a, a quite a controversial issue. Uh, you know, because the 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 convention. Well, I mean, it goes back beyond sort of law, but was was kind of enshrined in law in the the um, coverture laws of the of the Middle Ages when it was almost mandated that uh, that a woman took on her um, her husband's uh, name, and that that was. Um, signalling, you know, the fact that in law uh, he, he took over her legal obligations and legal rights of, uh, effectively, you know, and that that was enshrined. So, you know, uh, I completely understand the, um, you know, the feminist movement against the, the sort of um, patriarchal, uh, you know, approach to um, taking on the, the, the man's name. But it, 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 you know, it, there, there needs to be some system for for deciding, you know, when two people with surnames come together, you can't, as I said, continually double barrel, or you can't, you know, always use as a, as a middle name. So, how, what is the most sensible way to decide how to how to pass on a, you know, a, a name now? What is what is fair that, that doesn't well, Peter, Peter's going to say that there's a blockchain-based solution. Well, I'm going to say, you... I'm gonna say <laughs> everyone should have a randomly assigned number, like an IP, an IP address. Yeah, yeah. but, no, but I coin. think why not? Why not have eternally double-barreled names, you know? And, and, you, and you, you know, there is, you just choose, choose one at random on any given day. But your, yeah. your name, I mean, there's no constraint, is there, in data storage anymore? Why couldn't you no. just carry on? So I think in, in, there's in, just a constraint in kind of I think uh, in, pra in, practicability in, of saying things. In France, for example, the, um, uh, the woman, as her legal name, retains her own, her own name, but in day-to-day -day life... Uh, uses you know her husband's name. I think that's the way they they. Yeah, you know, I think I think the major stopping block is just kind of bureaucratic processes because it's easier to produce a form that has two fields, first name, surname, and not on a sort of endless stream of possible examples of previous names, also known as, and uh, it's just it, 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 people want legibility on their data sets. Uh, but there, there is a guy. I wanted to give. The, I wanted to get this guy's name out. This, uh, he was a um, uh, an aristocrat uh, who died in the 1960s. He was uh, served in the First World War. Uh, was injured, but um, a, a, and a big landowner, quite wealthy family. Uh, his name, full name, is George Henry. There's his first two names. Right. That's and the then, sensible bit. That's the sensible bit. Uh, and uh, the, the 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 first part of his surname is Lane Fox double barreled hyphenated and then Pitt Rivers hyphenated so he's got two because his parents were both double barreled and they double he double barreled the double barreled bits yeah. so there's precedence for this this sort of uh, was two, it George Henry Lane Fox Pitt Rivers yes right? yeah yeah it's George cool Henry. Well, what would Lane your Fox name what would your what would your name be if, if we all 
Yeah. My name would if, be... If you had all four grandparents, oh. if they all had their name, if you were able to double barrel it up, what would you be? The, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know my grandparents' names. They all died about 50 years before I was born. I'd be... Uh, I think I'd be Herr Cornell Hanny Joyce, which doesn't... They don't all work together, really. And then you've got to decide what order they go in. Do you put the paternal name first? Yeah, or the you see, I just don't think this is a practical solution. Yes, we're um, already confused. Exactly, and so you know, um, th- 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 you know, there must be be somewhere, and also you would lose you would lose the information value, f- it, or you, rather, you would lose the information succinctness. You know, um, uh, the. the So, you know, traditionally in in this country, if you get somebody with a double-barreled name, that tells you something about them, right? That their parents are (laughs) tosspots. Their parents are tosspots. Yeah, or, Or, you know, that they're they're usually usually posh. Uh, And then it became, you know, uh, less less the case. But, But, you know, I think... I, I think surnames are a, just a, a very interesting. You know, you get these sort of genealogical myths that kind of um, come around names. So, you know, my my surname is from a very, very quite a small geographic area in in the UK, and is still very common in that area, and much less common in in, in other areas. And it's only when I go into um, South Yorkshire, which is where it where it comes from, if I give my surname, that people can actually spell it properly um and you know so it's um it, 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 it's just a, a an interesting phenomenon that um you know we that we need to find some some modern equitable solution <laughs> anyway to. i have some i've got some practical advice go on which well i mean i think you know podcast listeners who are expecting children might want to know what strategy they should adopt with their children vis-a-vis naming excellent so I have, this is something I looked into myself about 10 years ago. Um, you have to decide what you want, right? So do you want your child to be easily identifiable as a certain, as from a certain time? You know, do you want them to be, and the equivalent would be looking at my data set. So someone, an, a name like Hubert, which uh, is associated in Britain anyway, it hasn't yet had a resurgence. So a name like Hubert is associated entirely with with people who are currently um currently aged uh you know basically in their in their 90s so if you're called hubert you're probably going to be 80 or 90 years old mm. now people who called their kids hubert in the 1920s were not they didn't think hubert was an old person's name they thought hubert was a cool happening name they thought it was the josh or the jack or the sky of their of their time mm. little hubert now, if, we, if I said to you, ba- little baby Hubert, you'd imagine a baby in a waistcoat with a bow tie. But in those days, it wasn't, right? <laughs> you've, got to remember, you've got to remember that what you consider to be a sort of lovely, timeless, eternal name, if the trendier it is, the more in it is now, the more it's going to mark them as being exactly from that area, mm. from, that, from that point of time. Imagine a baby Steve. You can't. Yeah, quite. Steve, Steve's, about... Steve's are all 40 or 50. Yeah, I've got a cousin called Barry, and I try and imagine him as a, ba- as a baby. You can't, can't imagine a baby Barry. Oh, come here. It's, it's impossible. Look at baby so, Barry. So, so uh, I've done the data analysis, and if you want a name which is, at the moment, as far as we can tell, one of the most spread out, conveys the least information about wh- when someone was born, then you're looking at calling them good old-fashioned names like James, John, Thomas, my own son's name, 
because I did this analysis and that's what I wanted. You've got William, David, Robert, Michael, George. These, you know, eternally popular and, and the ever popular Peter. Uh, so the name, yeah, probably, yeah, not yeah. The these are, yeah, the person obviously he's he's hugely obnoxious, but uh, but the name is popular. So those those are the kinds of names you should go for. But if you want, well, the only name... if you want them to be, no. But the, the the flip side is let's make it as sort of as as vague and anonymous as possible. No, yeah, That's what I right, want my... right. But exactly. But don't. One thing you shouldn't do is think that your name is going to be unique. Because mm. the one thing you could... There are huge trends in names, right? They're really, really strong, especially in girls' names. And if you think that, well, you know, if you take sort of 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Jordan, huge name, big name for girls, loads of names, loads of girls called Jordan, right? Now, they 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 they, they all thought that, you know, Jordan was a brilliant choice for their for their little girl. But, you know, the point is that now, you in you know, 30 years' time, Jordan is going to be, you know, 50-year-olds are all going to be called Jordan. When you hear about someone called Jordan, people will be making jokes about people called Jordan. They'll be middling, middle-aged women. You know, so that's, that's all I'm saying. That's my practical advice, is if you don't want your kid to be saddled with some kind of name that is going to mark them out as distinctively something, go for the names that have never really gone up or down. Yeah, and we can, we can go a stage further. If, I, if, you, if you're worried about, uh, if you're worried about um, sexism, then um, choose a gender-neutral name. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the America, an American trend, which has quite, you know, been, been around for decades, of, of naming people for uh, people of note or members of family, but using their surname and giving the surname as a first name to somebody. So lots of Americans call Jefferson after the... It's uh, absurd. I I think it's quite a neat and a neat thing. So it's Americans all gender. have names like sort of you know um, Macaulay Gregory and things. It doesn't make any sense. Not it's like they have random mixes of surnames and. I, but I, I think I, well, why not though? I want to say what I will away. say is that uh, there is no such thing as a gender neutral name because people always think well there are names where you could be one or the other. But generally names start out as male names and then they become female names and then they stop being used by boys. So if you think of names like Stacy and Tracy and Marion, which we think of as distinctively, uh, you know, girly names, were all started out as male yeah. names, but, you know, less than 100 years ago. I once met um, an American girl called Asia, and I wanted to, uh, I want to say, yeah, my name is Western Europe. That's <laughs> I, I never took advantage of that. And also, actually, just to finish this off. She um, might have thought you were a bit of a dick. <laughs> I think she may well have done anyway. Um but um, I um, yeah, the, the people I sold my last house to, I, I took quite an inst- I, I took quite a strong dislike to them. I only met them. I only met actually it was a, it was a couple. I only met the man after we'd you know done the deal, um, and so I met him actually at my old house and having a sort of general chat. And it turned out, happy news, his his partner was pregnant, and I said, oh great, that's wonderful. And said all the usual things, and you know, is it going to be a boy or girl? And it's going to be a girl. And I Did said, you oh. say them with that level of cynicism? No, no, but no. But, you know, <laughs> maybe was, that's why you didn't get on. <laughs> and so I said, um, actually, part of the reason why we didn't get on was because the wife insisted that I went round there and clean out the, the loft, which hasn't, hadn't been done to the degree that she would have wanted. So being a good person, I went the back there and did that. house you sold to her? Yeah. And I, yeah. She asked you to go and clean everywhere. out the house that the, you'd sold, which was now her. Because it was meant to be an, an empty house and there was right. stuff what in the is, attic. What was in the, were the bodies Just a couple there? of dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we kind of went, I went around there and, we, and, you know, we had a little bit of a, a moan about what a bit of a nightmare his wife was. But anyway, 
when I found out that he was having a girl, I said, okay, great. Um, what's the name going to be? Um, and he said, well, we don't know quite yet, but we do know it's going to be French. And so I said, oh, 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 I see. So your wife's French, is she? And he said, no, 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 she's not. And I said, oh, so her mother's, no. And he said, he said, there's no, there's no sort of French um, at all in the family. But we've got, my wife's family has got this tradition that if it's a girl in the family, we always call her by a French name, right? So immediately I just thought, well, first of all, you need, you clearly made a mistake in marrying this woman. <laughs> she comes from an absurd family. Uh, but two, well, that's just so pretentious. But then three, it made me think, well, actually, well, what is an acceptable girl, French girl's name? Because you call, you could call her Mary, for example, right? Yeah, I think we call, probably have a lot of names that, uh, you know, in the year 800 would be considered absurd foreign names that are now considered fairly normal. Yeah. And you can imagine him going through the list going, Marie, no, that's too English. Or Catherine, Catherine, that could be, no. And then going, what about, you know, Claudette? Yes, it could be that. And um, I don't know, I just, it just, I just felt such a strong, intense dislike of him and this woman I'd never even met and this newborn baby who's now about 10 years old, whatever her name may be. Claudette or Nicole, I don't know. Um, look, I don't know where that takes us. But Dude, um, as, as said, usual, as I said right at the beginning, <laughs> lighten up, send me a name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right, we need to wrap up there. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrewer. We've been here with Chris Ragg, Peter Coghill, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And until next time, à tout l'heure.